Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Malls. Thanks so much for tuning in to Please Advise. Remember, if you like today's show, make sure that you're subscribed in iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, feel free to review us with five stars. It helps the show climb the iTunes charts, which means other people can find us and join the hashtag PleaseAdviseNation. And more importantly, if you have a question or dilemma you want help with on the show, call 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your letters or voice note recordings. That's askpleaseadvise, P-L-Z advise at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. You guys, it's episode 90. Please advise. I'm Molly McLear. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I just want to apologize really quick. I have to listen back to these episodes from time to time. And sometimes I just listen to them for fun because uh, I like hearing my friends lol. But uh, that, that intro message, that new intro message with all the info at the top, I'm surprised any of you get past it. So thanks for listening. I just feel like I sound like a nerd. I know. It was very like... Yeah, I don't know. It's very, you, it doesn't sound like you, but I, I I was trying to make it work and it didn't work. So I'm sorry, but. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to get all my info out there, you know, and like in the process, you kind of sound like when I'm giving straight information for 30 seconds, I can't help but sound a little bit like a nerd. That's fine. <laughs> but we're going to keep it there for right now. We'll see. You guys, today's an awesome episode. We have a guest that I am so excited about that I know you guys are really excited about. A lot of you tweeted us about this. Um, her name is Lizzo. She's a musician. She's fabulous. Hi. Thank you for being here. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, <laughs> first of all, I love that you owned it and we're like, I'm going to do it. And and because and, I do the same thing. You're eating on mic right now, which I'm I on a mic. never apologize to re- listeners to. Some po- like podcast people are like, sorry for all the people at home. We're eating on mic right now. No, sorry. I'm AKA having snacks. Me. No, no, no. <laughs> I hear a lot of podcasts where like, I got so, I don't care. People eat. People eat on mic. You should be happy that we're here. Sometimes you can hear me swigging my Diet Cokes back. I think this is part of the experience. Welcome well, to it. Well, if you didn't it. bring all that them good-ass snacks. No, hell no. I wouldn't be. <laughs> Dr. Laura. chocolate and cherries? And- no, you hear Dr. Laura sipping her tea. Dr. Laura's had a, ha- a, ha- a hacking cough for about a month now. She doesn't put on a cough thing. I think that it's very important to be yourself in this yeah. business. My favorite thing about podcasts are the mouth noises, actually. <laughs> in between the talking, just like. Yeah. You know, I like it. I like it's it. It's just human. I like that too. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It's nice shading. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so how have you been today? What are you doing? It's Saturday. Mm. I'm just picking the pits out of these cherries. Um, <laughs> I had a really good, I'm having a great time. I've been in the studio a bunch. So today I have a day off. Yeah, that's really nice. So I go to like this dance class called Pony Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and you pony step the whole time to like crazy like 80s. And you know, you cool down to Bjork. What, what, is, po- so cool. what is pony stepping? You're, you have to wear crazy clothes and you okay. kind of pony step. But then the, the, the leader of the class is this woman who has like all this energy. She makes you like clap and do like flash dance dancing. That's and you're really, really feeling yourself. It's like a mini trot. 
It's like a small, it's like a pony trot. Yeah, yeah so, that's cute. I like cute. that. Where do you do that? Man, I don't even know the name of the place. Immediate Arts Building, I think. That's really cool. Intermediate Arts. That is very, that's a very cool class. I'm like so afraid of dance classes. I'm also afraid of the dance class culture. I feel like some of them are super aggressive. <laughs> the, culture. the culture meaning that it weirds me out that women, and I've discussed this before on the podcast, get together go to these classes, act absolutely fucking insane together for an hour, mm-hmm. and then don't speak. Like, after the class, just get in their cars, shut the doors, and drive home. Well, this place like, isn't like that. The, you the all, instructor like, comes up and hugs me, and she's like, I'm so glad to see you. That's and the girls sweet. all hug each other afterwards. Oh, yeah. It's super, like, babies are in there. That's good. I, yeah. I need something <clears> like that because it feels very – it's like to be so personal in front of these people and to not right. know anything about their lives. Right. And then – even to feel like there's a coldness after, like Bikram yoga, I would go and it's like so physically and emotionally exhausting. I'm surprised we didn't hug each other after. Right. And it's like we just spent an hour and a half surrendering to 130 degree heat or whatever. Yeah. And you aren't like you don't have a smile on your face right now. What's right. wrong with you? Oh, I get it. But we clap. We cheer That's after the laugh. We're like, yeah, it's very interactive. You so. seem like a very positive person in general. Like you have a really good attitude. What do you do to it's keep all that front. up? It's not real. You're, you're a big grump inside. <laughs> I'm evil. Garfi- you know, Garfield like. I think. Yeah, I'm a little Garfieldian. Yeah, yeah I I'm love Garfieldian as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm such I do. a Gar- but I love Mondays. That's right. the only thing that's different. I, you know, I feel like nice simultaneous jacket. I know. I was like, way. I was subconscious, but yeah, yeah okay. it, was, it was hot. Um, I am. I try to <laughs> maintain a positive demeanor on the outside because there is normally a, a storm of like. Thoughts. I just think all the time. Yeah. So I think like if I were to show what I'm thinking all the time, my face would just be like, you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta like keep it one thing and why not keep it happy? That's so good because (laughs) I have the most visible face. Like everyone's like, Molly, your face changes a fucking room. Like because if I'm upset, everyone can see it and it changes the tone of the room. Same. So you have like really, yeah, you have, that's true. You have mastered the art of keeping it chill because I would have never known if you were having any Garfieldian thoughts right. while you've been here, I would not have known. Well, it. you know, that, that's power. If you have the power to change a room with your face, you have to harness that power for good. That's and true. I think that's what I've had to learn because I have so many people who work with me and on my team. I have to stay positive for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. When you're the boss, that is so true because you are the boss of yeah. your whole, like you, everyone is worried about where you're at exactly. and making you happy. You're so true. Right. But on the flip side, we cannot complain. Life is no. Really good. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I've learned my lesson in complaining. And anytime I've been, I've had an ego or been a complainer, I've either been out of place, meaning like I shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like it was not the right job for me. And therefore that's why I was complaining. Or B, I've been out of, I've been out of line. Like I've been needed to check my ego and take a, take a fucking step, Mm -hmm. step back. I've never been correct for being like, an ego person. Mm-hmm. Um, I anyway. complain when like, ooh, the only time I complain, it's so silly and bratty. Mm-hmm. It's always at this point where I've been working so much and I just want one thing, whether it's my phone charger, mm. you know, cold water. Yeah. You know, and then at the end of the day, I'll be like, all I want is my phone charger and to sit down and charge my phone. And I just freak out. That's when I complain when it's yeah. like, I deal with all of this shit. Yeah. But then it's just a little thing. It's like, why can't I just have a glass of cold water? Why yeah, all yeah, the water's yeah. gotta be hot? Who didn't put the water in the fridge? Like, that's where, where I Because then you've been carrying the yeah. load all day for all the shit that you have to let slide. Yeah. <laughs> it is hard to maintain an elegance 
sense. I mm-hmm. like you know to or to do those things with grace. I feel like men get a huge pass on that too. Women are always under a different yeah microscope mm-hmm. in terms of just being graceful under right. pressure. Like if a guy a guy's allowed to be a little bit more messy, right? And a girl can be messy, but if she's messy, it has to be like cute. You know what I exactly. mean? Well, everything we do has to be cute. Like we can't even take a shit. Yeah, be no, cute that's shit. true. That's no, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. I'm very self conscious about how much I talk about my gut flora these days, and I know that low key people are just like she's talking about digestion and gut I'm like flora your gut flora like I'm always I have so many probiotics at work you I'm drink always, kombucha I I can't get into kombucha it's too sour for me mm. which flavors do you like there's Oof. one I tried that tasted kind of like root beer that I liked sure well you're gonna hate this one but it was like the pink lady apple okay um this kombucha brand I don't even know the name of it they're in huge bottles okay they're huge glass bottles I know what you're talking the big round about ones. Yeah, yeah the brown yes the brown one and it's the pink lady apple and it's so good it tastes like pop it tastes like so good. okay so good but you say pop I do what else do you say like that um midwestern slang. I say y'all Okay. Um, which I think is because of hip hop is just kind of. I've co opted y'all. y'all. Yeah. I'm from Boston. I live in LA for 10 you, years. You're supposed to say you guys. I say you guys. I do say you guys. I'm always, but I do slip a y'all in. People think I'm from the Valley. They don't think I'm from Boston. Mm. When, I t- when I'm when i drunk, I start talking in a Southern accent. And I've Weird. noticed lately I have a little bit of a Midwestern accent at times. Weird. Who am I? Yeah, who, uh, who are you? I don't know. I think I'm everybody. <laughs> you're every woman. <laughs> Last time I was in New York, my cousins made fun of me because I was like, dude, what are you doing? Dude, yeah. Christina's a hardcore New Yorker. Right. Have you ever lived in New York? Never. Uh, where would you live if you couldn't live in LA? You couldn't live. You're from Minnesota. I'm from Houston. Right? You're from Houston. Yeah. Okay. Explains a lot. Is that how you are tight with Fat Tony, or are you tight with each other through music? We actually go back to Houston days. He really? was like, you know, the big man in town. He was really? Playing, he was so cool and playing all these shows, and I was in my rock band, and um, we we met back then but we Mm -hmm. weren't like cool cool and then i re-met him because he knew ricky reed and he was like i'm at a fat tony show you want to meet me here and i was like small world look at this whole little bitty world that's amazing Mm -hmm. yes so and also just another connection for please advise listeners at home ricky reed is the husband of laura miller who's on here whose cookbook comes out really soon you guys should raw vegan not gross yes she's adorable right oh my god a dream and i want to talk really quickly about something she's doing because i have been like uh on this thing with charity lately people who do charity and are Mm -hmm. like I did a charity thing today, like low key, no big deal, did a charity. And I'm like, you're just saying that. So I think you're a good port person. Yeah. Laura's selling these t-shirts right now called for her uh, hashtag frubes uh, for <laughs> on her website. It's like a not, raw vegan, not gross thing. But she is like very subtly giving away all of the proceeds to something called, I think it's the Movement Foundation, which is like a thing to get girls healthy and happy about their bodies. And I just I think it's so cool that she's doing that and it's not this big thing. She doesn't lead with that. It's just like, hey, by the way, I'm not taking the profits. I'm giving it right. to this thing I really believe in. Yeah. That's a good way to do charity, you guys. I think that's a good way. Also, I think if you were to sometimes, this is me being devil's advocate, if you do lead with it being a, for a charity, it might inspire more people to buy. But I think it speaks a lot about your character. Yeah, the way Laura does. Absolutely. That's I think, very I think true. It's great. Yeah, I think there's a way to finesse it because talking about it, especially if you're on a public platform, you draw more attention to like that cause. 
but like there's a braggy there's a fine yeah, line but there's something so cool about the way she did <laughs> way yeah yeah, yeah. Like, just makes her seem like such a good person which, yeah there's a very fine line between doing something yeah. like that and being really braggy right which yeah. the more I see of Hollywood and the more I see of what it's like in the industry that is a rare quality to maintain I think I think I also really got into it because Real Housewives of Dallas is on right now and what we, does a Dallas girl it is out of control first no. of all I want to ask you're from Texas is Scatalog uh-huh humor bigger in texas scatological humor like shit talk like like talking making jokes about poop like is that bigger in texas than it is other places because i'm thinking Um, like jessica simpson and then half of these real housewives are way into it and so i'm just thinking some of these more prominent females from texas i know are loving the scatological humor well, it grosses me out. <laughs> you know what? I'm I don't know if it's a Texas thing, but it's definitely I don't know. That's weird because Alana, you know, Alana and Abby from Broad City, oh, their poop I can't even say the word. Their poop humor. Their yeah. poop humor is off the chain. So I think it I think it's just a type of person. I think it just depends on who it is. You're t- you're so poop true. is funny though. It doesn't matter where or how you're talking about it. Like poop is a funny thing. Right. Like no. the word poop is funny. I see. I've never. <laughs> I think it's because I was raised Catholic, mm. and because they were called they don't like, poop. They were we were they were called bowel movements in my home. No, like, I think there's you know a certain I mean? level of like East Coast elitism that is at work there too. Oh I don't yeah, know. Sure. I mean like you can't talk about shit because you're wearing white gloves. Like that's like it's very like <laughs> prim and proper. Like, but it just uh, yeah no. I think it's also like Catholic. We're really not supposed to have body parts. Like Jesus. you know, were you raised with religion? <laughs> yeah, what? not Catholicism. But Christianity. Christian, uh-huh. I think Christianity is so beautiful when you get away from some of the scarier aspects of it. I think it's yeah. such a beautiful religion that has such a bad rap. Like, people shit on Christians so hard. And yeah. I'm like, most Christians are I mean, actually beautiful people. Most religions get shat on if you look at them. Like, Muslim and, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's true. It is not okay out there for people who are religious. You know, it's not. It, I think in, like, the, the new wave of right. where we're at right now and the youth are like, you know, religion is bullshit. You know, like, it's a hoax. Like, I think that, like, these new minds, I don't think religion is, like, the most popular thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Christianity I used as a gateway to spirituality which i think most right. religions should be used as isn't um, it kind of cool you're in your may i say you're in your late 20s now mm-hmm. and like you kind of once you get to this age you start to realize all the shit that your parents didn't teach you that like you can start to now you learned all about all sorts of different little things so you could take on a little piece of buddhism or you yeah. could take on a little bit of like i'm gonna go to the crystal shop today or i'm yeah. gonna get these candles or do this like meditation ritual and you kind of get to start to really discover your spirituality i think in my late 20s that's when it became really clear to me like i believe in a higher power but it doesn't have to be anything right. that's anyone anyone has yeah. ever described to me before mm-hmm. or like anyone else believes in it's I really love, cool. it's, all that matters is that you get there mm-hmm. i think i think that's the cool part of discovering your own spirituality and curating your own religion is getting there you know um, yeah the people who don't evolve, those are the people I feel bad for. I'm like, you gotta evolve, man. You gotta keep changing. Change what it up. do you do to like? What do you do to evolve? What do you um, consider like the things you do to take <laughs> the microphone steps? Microphone looks like your nose right now. I know, right? <laughs> it's so funny. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, I think being open is a good way. Uh, yeah, a good way to you know introduce 
evolution into your life at all because if you're closed off how can you even receive anything that will help you grow like the nutrients and the materials you need to grow I think so open mind which was hard (laughs) yeah um and I think um being a little bit more risky um taking risks and uh daring yourself to challenge your own and old opinions and I'm thoughts. I'm always trying to catch myself. Like mm-hmm. whenever I feel myself having a judgment, I'm obsessed with the show Polyamory Married and Dating. I try to get everyone who's watching uh-huh. or listening to this watch a show because it challenges me constantly to not be judgmental against different sexualities, yeah. different choices, different I cuz I truly because these people are also like they're freaks. Like on top of being Sexually, you mean sexual freaks? No, no I mean like no. they are. They have weird '90s <laughs> tattoos. They have hair, haircuts you don't understand. They uh, <laughs> don't wash out their pea soup mugs. They oh. like you know. Wait, what they, is that? Is that a? They, they live in no. <laughs> so it, basically, like I, I feel like calling someone a freak is a very Christina charged word. Like the word freak. Christina I don't like that. the word freak, but. I love it. These people are, they're a little bit odd. They all live together because they're all in a, uh, what are they called? They're in a pod. They're in a pod. So they're all in love with each other and they trade, they trade partners. And so they all live together. And so they was, there was, it's falling apart here. My lipstick just fell off the table. Christine just knocked over a bottle. Polyamory has brought up the worst in all of us. (laughs) (laughs) So basically like they all live together and like little domestic spats come up. And so like, Somebody didn't wash out the the mug that they had pea soup in. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And they that have was like, like an asshole thing. No, yeah. no, no, no. no it's I like, wish. Oh, it's it like could, a cream pie. It, honey, it could be. It could be. You don't know. And like, and and that's the other thing is that we really don't know the extents to which these relationships go. This is only the stuff they can show on Showtime. So sure. I I watch that show and I challenge myself because. I'm trying not to judge their lifestyle based on how much I judge them and their choices. As sure. People. So that's hard. That's really hard. But it's also something you have to do because as much as like someone may weird me out as a person, I have to remember that it's not because they told me they had an orgy yeah. last night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I, and I'm really trying to challenge myself on evolving in that sense. Cause there mm-hmm. are like all sorts of little, Things like I said the other day, I don't like it when straight people call their boyfriend or girlfriend their partner. And then I was like, well, no, you only don't like that because in your mind, it's like, shut up, just say he's your boyfriend. But that's like a heteronormative thing that's been like built inside of me that I'm like, that's wrong. You shouldn't feel that way. But I also understand why I do feel that way. I like partner. I like partner. And and it's not because it's like gender neutral because that's the obvious reason. I like partner because... You know, he would be my partner. Mm-hmm. I feel like marriage was based off of business. Like, if you look at Jay-Z and Beyonce, they're partners. They're yeah. business partners. Yeah. They're sex partners. They're partners. Like, boyfriend is like, oh, you're a little boy and you my friend. Like, I call my girls girlfriends and I don't right. date them. I'd rather call my friends girlfriends than call, uh, if I were to date a woman, my girlfriend. No, I don't know. It's just something absolutely. about the boyfriend. Boyfriend sounds so young. Partner's like, boyfriend, I'm grown. I know, man friend. partner. Man friend. Yeah, no, you're That's right. That's my though. boo. Yeah. But <laughs> I, you're exactly right though. That's it's it's uh a partner is what it should be. And you're mm-hmm. I wanna ask because we haven't done an episode since Lemonade and I just have to touch on it. What do you <sighs> think? Tell me Man. everything. 
You know, I just want to thank Beezus for giving me <laughs> lemonade. I want to thank her for this hat that I'm wearing from the Formation Tour that I saw in Miami. <gasps> you went already? I went to the first night on my birthday. She played on my birthday. Oh, my God. Yes, Happy birthday. Lit. Thank you very much. Um, I want to thank her for it because here's the thing. I was talking to a dude about it last night, and he was like, I didn't understand it, and it wasn't my thing. And I was like, you didn't understand it because she didn't make it for you and mm-hmm. he was, he's a filipino dude and and um i was like he didn't she didn't make it for you and he was like cool i totally get that music side i think the music is good when i watched the movie just didn't and i was like that is amazing because beyonce has been making things for everybody forever yeah you know she's like the most well unaccessible accessible pop star because she Absolutely. creates this music that is that just connects people on such a huge level she's visually perfect yeah you know, she gives you a show mm-hmm. and i think for the first time she has some exclusive exclusivity which is one of her favorite things she loves exclusivity and mm-hmm. she gave us a little bit of that but she also gave us a little bit of life and um i think it's amazing i think me on the album side there are some of these tracks that you know i wouldn't love as much if i didn't see the visual yeah, but I think it's like a beautiful piece of work. I think I love daddy. daddy lessons so much. I well, I love country music, but mm-hmm. I just I love it so much. It's such a good song. We've been waiting for that from B. We were like, come on, give us the country girl, because she when one of the first times I saw Beyonce was at the rodeo. Yeah, in Houston. Stop. So I how like, old how old was she? Was she that like was, no, that was like um, either dangerously in love. Okay. It was dangerously in okay. love, Beyonce. It wasn't B Day Beyonce because that was the Beyonce experience, which I saw but yeah i saw her at the rodeo and i was like come on girl that's it's a part of like texan culture to go to the rodeo to play the rodeo and now she got a country song so i'm all about it i love that i love texas so much it's one of my favorite states i could talk about texas with you You i lived in austin for like three weeks once austin's not texas (laughs) i know it's not but i just spent i just drove to uh i drove to dallas for um thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and just drove all around texas lubbock I was out in Lubbock for a Dang, minute. Amarillo, yeah. a- Amarillo I went to band was camp in Lubbock. Really? Yeah. Wait, something really tragic happened in Lubbock. They like found some bodies in a freezer in Lubbock or something oh, yesterday. Why, why are you with the morbid story? I know she, she has a morbid streak. I but do. What? Sorry. This oh my, my grandfather God. was a mystery writer. This is how I grew up eating dinner mm. as a child. Like okay. here, here's a story about an open wound at dinner. Everybody. So like I just grew oh up. God. I'm morbid as hell. That's but, yeah. fine. But uh, it's like this <laughs> dark part of my soul that like connect. I connect with it, but it's like you. the thing I'm so scared of. Like I'm gonna be thinking about your words. Like your voice is gonna be in my head at night like <laughs> open wound bodies in a freezer <laughs> no, no 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 date no. line no. all right now well, you know my living nightmare no um but you mm-hmm. said that you played the flute and i kind of want to transition here because you said you also said you uh played in a rock band and i know that you rap and you yeah. sing yeah so like i do too much <laughs> you do a lot um what has been your musical evolution Ooh! Over the last few years, and considering like also Beyonce's like evolution as an artist, like isn't she amazing? She's Um, amazing. But like for yourself, what have you seen, and where do you want to go? You know what? My musical evolution started like really wild. Everything that I've, I've, my story has been refinement. I've, I started off huge and you know kind of raw. I taught myself flute at first, and then I had to learn from like a flute professor. Like, girl, learn how to finger, learn how to, you know, learn tone. Singing, I started off in a rock band, kind of screaming, 
And it was like, girl, chill out. You don't always got to scream at people. Like, my story has always been, like, too much, huge chunk of clay carving out, you know, the refinement that mm-hmm. is such a really that is such an important lesson and such a good way to put that that is like i'm mm-hmm. wow that's so true everything is refinement that's like growing up is shutting yeah. the shit that you don't need or that's yeah. not serving you or whatever but Damn. i think some people start small and have to add on to yeah. themselves yeah which is very common you know i've seen that a lot some of my best friends are like that we have opposite stories but i think maybe you and i might have the but, same i mean no definitely <laughs> similarly but i think that a lot of people also are like i'm too all over the place i don't know what to do that's okay right. to be all over the place figure out what of the all over the place you actually need and as you get older figure out what's serving you figure out what's not serving you you <clears> stick <throat> with the good stuff i think right. a lot of people do People think they have nothing, but it's really that they have too much and uh, in, in right. undeveloped in different areas. Yes, you know? that's so true. Damn. All right. Well, let's take our <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> hey, Malls. Hey, Christina. Um, I'm calling you today because my issue is I've been with my boyfriend for three and a half years. We've like ventured all over the country, lived in multiple places. Like I consider him my best friend. We've done so many things together. I, I honestly, I love this man. I share a home with him. Um, we share a dog. Um, we share bills. Um, we share credit cards. Uh, and I'm just, my issue that I'm coming with you is that I'm coming to you with is, excuse me, is that I recently called him out on something because I always call him my best friend. Like I'm, I've obsessed with him. Like I've been obsessed with him since day one. Like he's my number one. Like I love this man and he never calls me his best friend. And that really hurts my feelings and when I called him out on it the reasons he gave me was like uh, he basically gave me two reasons um and the first reason was like well basically some backstory is his mother passed away um when he was in college we are 27 and um basically he considers like that group of friends like those those friends that he had at that time that helped him out with that very difficult time in his life he considers them his best friends and I I totally understand that you know and it's not like I'm lonely like asking for friendship like I also have friends that I talk to every day on a daily basis like including him but like I feel like he holds it against me that I wasn't part of his life before his mom passed. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to take away from the traumatic situation that that is because I love my mother. Like, I can't even imagine, but I don't think that that's fair. I don't think it's fair that he holds it against me that I wasn't part of his life when. I wasn't, I'm not in control of that. Just because you already have best friends doesn't mean you can't have new ones. Like, do you stop making new best friends at a certain point of your life? Like, no. Um, And then the other reason that he gave me was like, oh, and basically, you know, you have nothing to offer. You have nothing to offer me. Uh, Like, I, I, 
offer you so much and you there's you have nothing to offer me and and that, that really hurt my feelings because I mean I have a job I pay my bills I pay half the bills um we share responsibilities like what do you like what I don't have anything to offer like that's that's rude it's like I'm not a networking like I, I'm not a networking link I'm your fucking girlfriend like what do you mean I don't give you anything. I give you love. I give you compassion. I give you friendship. Like, I give you pussy. Like, I don't fucking get it. And what really, like, what really sucks is that, like, I love this man. And, like, that's so fucking rude. And he talks about marrying me, but, like, I want to marry my best friend. And I want to know that he feels the same way about me. I, I want... I want to marry someone that's going to be my best friend. And I feel like I've said best friend in the same sentence way too many times. But I don't know. Like, is this fair? Oh, boy. Liza, what do you think? Okay. Um, First of all, you had two different points going on. First point is the whole best friend thing. Second point, which I'm going to address first, is the mom thing. You not being around him holding it against you that you weren't around when his mother passed away sounds extremely irrational. And also, I don't think it might be the actual problem. I think you might be projecting that because that's how you feel. You might be holding it against yourself that you weren't there. She's being super selfish. Yeah, that because when his mom passed away. And I think that's a very selfish thing. I think you need to resolve that with yourself. And that's a deeper talk you need to have with Jesus. Um, On the other hand, the best friend thing, girl, look. I got people who call me their best friend and they're not my best friend and they know it. That's it's like, let alone a boy. <laughs> you know, I think that best titles and like actions are two completely different things. Like you could be fucking somebody and that they won't claim you and not call you their girlfriend. Do you know what I'm saying? But you're still having sex. You're still coupled up. You're still watching movies. You're still going out to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going out <laughs> dancing and stuff, but you just don't call each other boyfriend and girlfriend or partners. So... All I'm saying is, like, don't get wrapped up in the titles, boo. Like, he's probably just saying you're not his best friend because you're annoying the shit out of him. Literally, it is so... This is, like, thank you. It is so much drama. Like, all I'm thinking is, like, of course you're not his best friend. Like, I think if you weren't giving him pussy, you guys would not even be in this conversation. So, I guess at first, while I was kind of revolted that you brought that point up, you're right. Like, that is a very key element of the fact that he's still speaking to you. I think you guys have a really... Solid romantic relationship, it sounds like. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about when he's saying you don't bring anything to the table. I think you're overanalyzing that and that you have poked the bear a little too hard. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've dated guys that are my best friend in a sense. But, like, I've been really clear with, like, I had an ex that very, was very threatened by my best friend, Ed. And, like, my best friend, Ed, and I have been together for 12 years. I, when I say we've been together, it's because he is, like, the pepper shaker to my salt. Like, you don't see the two of us to, with not together. And when we're not together, it's a little weird. And, like, we're just, like, like that. And so <clears throat> I had this ex that was, like, well, I'm your best friend, right? And I was, like, yeah, of course. I was, like, but Ed, too. And he was, like... No, but like me, right? Like me, I'm your best friend. And I was like, well, no, Ed's my best friend, but like you're my boyfriend that's my best friend. Yeah, totally. And uh, like the pushback really pissed me off because one, I feel like anyone who's with me should be so thankful to Ed because Ed has protected me and nurtured me and been a great 
partner for me. And for many, many years in LA, when I was, when I was single, when I was running around, when I could have been getting into trouble, it always took care of me. So I feel that anyone in my life who doesn't like kind of worship Ed for how amazing and selfless he's been with me. Like you don't deserve to be in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, that's how I feel you're being with his friends because they saw him through, honestly, especially when you're in college. I lost my grandparents in college and they were my grandparents, but they practically raised me. And so like my personality changed as a human being when my grandparents died because I lived my life always knowing they were there for me. And all of a sudden they weren't. I was a different person and my friends that were there for me through that time were the, they're the only ones that know the the me from before that happened. And so they'll always hold a special place in my part and in my heart and you I think symbolically in his mind you denying their bond is in a way denying the pain that he went through in mm, that time. Come on, preach. And you're desperate <laughs> for this fucking Sorry, superficial label of best friend. Yeah. Like girls call each other their best friends after two nights of getting hey. drunk together. You know, so like the label best friend, it really is. A, I can especially see a guy, a guy that loves you so much, has been traveling the country with you for three and a half years, living in different situations, signing leases. Guys don't do that with someone they don't feel seriously about. So yeah. You listed it. You you guys share credit cards. You have the proof that he's locked in. If you need the label best friend, sorry, you're desperately insecure. Yeah. Uh, because everything else he's doing says that you're the one, you're it. I don't know. I honestly, when you started to call, I was like, oh, here comes the the websites with the new I pictures. Thought he the dog. I uh, you, you, you thought he killed the dog. I for sure thought you found him on manhunt. Like I was, I, we definitely. We're not were, expecting this. Well, yeah. when you said he's not calling me his best friend, we both were like, oh, Christ. Now the thing is, is I think it is super romantic to be at the altar holding each other's hands. And then you're crying and you're like, and I love you and you're my best friend. And he's like, you're my best friend. You know, you guys are like <laughs> crying and calling each other best friends at the altar. I know that's, you know, the fairy tale and what you want. I think that if you truly want to have that label, you need to stop asking for it. Like a jar of jelly don't ask to be labeled Concord grape. You know what I'm saying? It just <laughs> is. So what you need to do is dive in to this mother issue. You need to help him because it ain't over. You don't just get over something like that. You need to be the best friend that you want him to see you as. And maybe one of these days he'll call you that. Oh my God, you're very true. And, and I want to just throw this one last thing in there because I was jamming on this in, in traffic the other day. Like so much jelly talk right now. So much jelly Jam. talk. The one thing I do not want, in, like the one thing, or no, the one thing I do need in like a husband or whatever, if I choose to get married, because at this point, I don't think I'm feeling it. I need to know that I would be okay if my 15-year-old daughter came to me someday and said she was pregnant and she wanted to get an abortion. I need to know that I would be with someone that I could bring a scenario that serious to mm -hmm. and that it wouldn't be a problem and that we could talk about it and it wouldn't be something I would be afraid that I wouldn't be able to disclose. That's the kind of thing I think about. Not like, is this person my best friend? Right. Like, you know, we're going to stay up and do ponytails together and like fucking right. like learn dances. And like best no. friends come and go. Love is forever. And you already have that. So what you sweating BFFs for? True. All right. Let's do another call. Hey, Malls. Um, it's Taryn. I actually called probably during August or September after a really painful breakup. 
Um, I was the gal who was going to therapy, going to the gym, reclaiming my life, and I took every inch of your advice, um, and I had my friends listen to it, and it was great. Um, long story short, I am doing really well after my breakup. I actually just got a job with a media agency in Chicago, and I'm really stoked about it. Um, I've been moving on from my ex. I've been dating. I have a Tinder kind of hookup buddy when I want it. I've been living my truth um, and just getting back out there. But I just want to make sure that I stay on the same course as I'm going through some more life changes with my new job, my new sense of self, or, sorry, self, um, and I guess just everything that comes with that. Um, and I love me a lot more, and I just wanted to give you that update. But um, I just want to make sure that coming off your first big breakup that I stay on track and what would you do if you saw your ex on a dating app? My friends sent me a picture of it and I kind of don't really feel too much from it, but I'm also like, you know, at that point where it's like I'm doing so well, but I also don't really want to think about him and I still bump into him in places like the gym and kind of in and around the areas that we live in. And I'm looking at moving to another area over summer when my lease is up. But what would you do, I guess, if you found your ex on dating apps that you're on or your friends are on? And if you started to feel like you were going to slip slide, what would you recommend for me to do? I've never really heard this question on Please Advice before, but um, I guess I'm just asking almost as like a precaution just to make sure that I stay on the right track and I'm meeting new people, I'm doing new things, I'm taking a knitting class, um, just trying to be myself still. If I ever slip side, like what would you recommend for a gal or guy to do? Um, I love you guys so much. Christina, you're the bomb. Mom, you're the bomb. I just listened to the episode with Ed. My friend and I were like, this is great. Um yeah, just all the love for you guys, and sorry if this message is too long, but you guys literally are like my lifeline in terms of being a strong, independent female who now has a job. Um, would love to hear what you would do. Thanks so much. Um, hope to hear from you. Hey, Karen. Okay, killer update, baby girl. Uh, if I saw my ex on a dating website... I'd probably kill myself. Uh, oh. No, I'm just... <laughs> Jesus. No, I just... I, <laughs> I do not recommend you kill yourself. But I will tell you that I... If there's... what well, I am so fucking afraid of the internet for this reason. Because I love the internet. It's my home. It's how I am a millions. But I will say that I also... Uh, yeah, uh, no, it's the worst feeling in the world when you I I actually had an incident just just yesterday uh, where I was scrolling through the Internet and I saw I'll just uh, an ex's Snapchat name and it was very upsetting. And at first I went to a place where I was like, I think a new girl has his fucking phone. And then I was like, he would never give his phone number up. He loves that number too much. He's just a fucking pervert. And then uh, I was just really upset. And then I like spiraled out and then I put my, put my phone away and I had a drink and I went to bed. Mm. Uh, it's hard. The internet is hard and scary like that because as for, you know, every lovely like Jenner Kardashian sister listicle you get to blow through, there is a potential heartbreak right around the corner. I hate it. I hate Facebook for that reason. I swear to God, if I see a picture of one of my ex's nephews on my Facebook feed mm -hmm. in the immediate future, 
for real, like slitting my wrists, like send the dog, send the cadaver to my home, like not good. So I don't know. Where Can you, are you call at? me before you do something like like when that happens? Yeah, like, in I'll just text the you. Moves? I'll just text you like cadaver. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, just in between, <laughs> see, well, in first between of all, seeing that, but before doing the other thing, please text me cadaver. Okay. I'll get it. <laughs> okay. First of all, did you, you? So you said your friends. She said her friends sent her his picture on the day. Yeah, I'm like. No, y'all, that's not y'all's job. Y'all, that's jo- such a cunty friend. Tell move. your friend, be like, yo, homies, <laughs> don't send me pictures of, you know, Jeb anywhere. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see Calvin. I don't want to see Klein. I don't want to, I don't want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, let your friends know that first and foremost, because they're the ones who are supposed to protect you from any type of signal or any, you know, any type of bat signal from an ex-boyfriend. I do have to say, in a way, the people who keep you ignorant are your best friends. And like, that's what I was just gonna say. There's a very specific type of friend that would send something like that and also say something like, "Oh, you know what this person said about you." That's right. exactly right. And they, that I had a friend that like casually said something to me. About my ex, it was like, oh, so and so is not coming tonight because you're going to something with your like to your ex's thing, and I was just like, I burst into tears, like I burst into tears, and I was like, I don't know if they did that on purpose. I don't know if they were trying to be gentle with me. I don't know if this was information I was already supposed to know, but it's fucking it's scary out there that's the hardest part of a breakup is you can't control the elements. Yeah, like you can't control everything that's out there. You can't ask for friends to be cool people but there have been a couple times where I've been out and like someone has you know said something to me brought up something very painful that really wasn't any other business to bring up and Mm. like then I of course sent a brutal text message I just won't tell you no one ever wants to be on the other end of on on the other end of upsetting me because I run away and cry but then I come back like 20 times stronger and it's scary Uh, are you a Taurus when's your birthday Capricorn oh Jesus yeah I'm a Capricorn cool rams or horns yeah what are you You I'm a Taurus all the the signs with horns are exactly the same in that way yeah yeah yeah, I think that you can't control a lot but you can tell your fucking friends to Watch your back. Let them hoes know. If they still (laughs) try to bring him up to you, then you need to evaluate your relationship with them. On the other side, seeing him at the gym... You know, move away. If it it sounds like it's really hard for Transfer you, transfer that LA Fitness Pass. Yeah, go somewhere else. You know his, you know his hunting patterns. You know his stomping grounds. Avoid him if it's a problem for you. I mean, I think that that when you see him on an app, you have to realize that you're also on the app. So he's seeing you on the app. So (laughs) like you can't really be that mad because y'all both trying to get it in. You know, if anything, you know, the sooner you get over him and the sooner he gets over you, the better it seems like. So I saw an uh, ex on Tinder and I, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. For the most part, especially if it's an older ex, you can like seriously laugh about it. I saw that one guy that I dated years ago, the one whose neighborhood I stuck up all those stickers in after he broke up with me. Um, He, I saw him on Tinder and I honestly just started looking for like a button to report him and be like, this man is not okay to date. Like he's not, should not be out there. Like there should be a not ready button on Tinder. That's just like, no, I know this boy is not ready to be out here. And if you get like five not readies, then like you're no, you're a no, not ready. That's great. Uh, I love that. And then you get put into like a six month purgatory while you fucking figure out your shit. Yeah. And you have to have a therapist. Tinder's like figure out your shit. Yeah. Send you an email. Tinder sends you an email. 
email and they're like, you have to get three letters from a therapist saying that you've come in over the last six months, worked on your shit, and now you're back in the mix. <clears throat> That's how the only way Tinder could really... Jesus, no one would be on Tinder. <laughs> no, no, Nobody. Uh, but I, I do have to say, I, I fucking love Tinder. I love it. Uh, I, I, I don't even go out on it anymore. I had to stop dating because I just don't have time anymore. But I, when, when you do, you get to meet those cute boys. You get to go out, have a dinner with a stranger. I I've never the, been on Tinder. I've never I went out with a professional clarinet player the other night. Oh, wow. Am I marrying a professional clarinet Probably person? Not. We don't see that in, in, my, in the cards for me. No. no, but when would I have done that? I got to have a couple nice briskies. Didn't pay for them. And uh, <laughs> I went home. Went on my merry way. Six dollar lift both ways. Not mad at that. <laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> it was fun. I forgot about the you. poor girl. Oh, um, we always do. Yeah. Do you? What's your like post breakup situation like? Are you friends with your exes, or do you? Are they like non-existent team? Non-existent. <laughs> no, that's my way too. Yeah. It's non-existent. Not, not that it goes, but it's just like we don't need <clears> to be friends. Well, the thing and is, you don't exist in the world anymore. I'm never gonna come. My right, saying again. is, let's just pretend we never even met. Right. Let's just pretend this whole thing didn't happen. Right. Well, and it's not, it's, I don't think yeah. it's because it's painful. I just think I don't want to see their fucking little faces anymore. Like right. I've seen your face. I don't want to see it no more. Right. No, Which that's petty. Fair. But that's true. I think we all deserve to be petty. No, I think so Makes too. I had I have a hard time with it because when I I don't necessarily want to be friends with my exes. I hate feeling like there's something wrong in the air. I also usually when someone asks me to be friends, I'm like, well, we were never friends, so there's no basis. Like the sole basis for our relationship was that we wanted to fuck, and like now that that's over, like yeah. what's there? Like yeah. it's, it wasn't like there was some great. Yeah. Thing going on anyway. I think if you like have a child together, if you know, like little things like that that bonded you, that was more than just sex, you know? Yeah. I think that yeah. you you have to fucking figure that shit out for the kids. Sorry, like, put your shit down. You know what I mean? Like you can hate someone, mm -hmm. uh, but unless you have nannies that can shuttle the kids between the two of you, you yeah. better fucking make or it work. Or unless we like met through music and we both love sure. working with each other and then we just accidentally started hooking. Like you know, Drake like, and Rihanna. Exactly. You yeah. stay friends through the end of it because you had that thing before love you know yes. or before sex so i don't know i think it's all circumstantial and but. like there's no way that drake would ever be petty towards rihanna you and know. rihanna you know what i mean like so she, as long as rihanna keeps it cool she and drake will always be friends yeah she doesn't sweat him and you know he wouldn't want to fuck that up him, no he's like i want to be I always want to, Rihanna to look at me as a king. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just waiting for the day Rihanna's done with him so I can swoop in. And just... Do you just love her so much? I just love Drake. So you much. Oh, you love Drake? I oh, I love... thought you were going for Rihanna. I'm okay. going for Drake. I'll take Rihanna and you'll take you can Drake. You have Rihanna. <laughs> like I'm waiting for her to be done with him I so know. he can be like sad and like sitting by his pool. He would love you. I <laughs> feel like he would truly love you. I mean, he's rapped about Houston girls with, yeah. you know, Oh, yeah. Claire you have Huxtable. that connection. Yeah. yeah, he loves us. And I, he's very sensitive and smart. And so, so are you. Sensitive. I think that's very cool. Let's put it in the air, ladies. <laughs> you know what? We, ask, ask, believe, receive. We Lizzo. manifest here. I got to meet the girl I wanted to meet from Vanderpump Rules. We're trying to get some girl in Boston to hook up with the Patriots player. We're going to get you Drake. I think yeah. this is what we're good here yes. at this. Okay, yes. you guys, if you know ask, Drake. Ask, believe, receive. You have oh Drake my God, this is so embarrassing. Let's, no, if you have Drake information, we're going to send him to Lizzo. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so... I uh, I just want you to have fun, Karen. I think you need to take care of yourself and stay away from this guy as much as you can. Yeah. I um, I think you're doing great. 
Uh, and these things take longer than you think. There's been so many times where I've thought that I was over Derek. I'm not, I'm, but I'm still fully not. Like, you want to say your ex? Just in case. No, that's fine. Oh, okay. I'll say his name. Everyone knows who I dated. It's fine. Like, we were together for three. We were together for like almost <clears throat> two years. Like it's it's I I'm but like you know it's tough. Sometimes I'm I'm most of the time I'm totally over him. I don't think we would ever we would have never have any reason to get back together. But it sucks when you loved someone for a long time and then it's over. It sucks and there's no way around it. Especially if you guys are in the same atmospheric realm. It sucks. So. Uh, just fucking keep moving on and uh, just don't hurt yourself. You know what I mean? Don't like go get some strange dick and wake up feeling sad about yourself. Mm. Don't do drugs. You know, don't get a weird tattoo. I've been there thinking about getting weird tattoos. Get and a then, cute tattoo. Yeah, you know, get a cute tattoo. But you but know, when you're in a weird emotional place, you never know what's cute. That's true. You know? Hey, y'all. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Make sure to head on over to LootCrate.com slash malls and enter code MALLS, that's M-O-L-L-S, to save $3 on any new subscription. Make sure you check out May's box, Loot Crate, Loot Pets, Level Up, DX. Not sure what that means, but I'm sure you nerds do. The release of Captain America's Civil War features a clash of epic proportions. That makes May the perfect time to put the spotlight on characters and items of great power. Hell yeah! Go to LootCrate.com slash malls and enter malls to save $3 on any new subscription. All right, let's take our next call. Hi, malls. Christina and Franklin. Uh, my name's Laura, and I'm calling just to recommend a product. Um, One Love Organic Wonder Bomb is amazing because it's a moisturizer or it's a cleanser, depending on if you rub water or are feeling like it. So, um, really recommend it. Um, it is, like, a little on the pricey side, but it lasted me four months with a whole jar. So, um, yeah, I recommend it enough, and it's available at Birchbox, not before, unfortunately. So just my uh, free advice for you girls. Love you very much. Bye. Thank you so much for that. That's a really good tip. Yeah, moist. You know, you know, moisturizers are Molly's jam. I do. As an She's Irish big- woman who's chronically dry and has uh, <laughs> m- more limbs than most of my body, I'm like have to moisturize constantly. So thank you for that. I want to ask Lizzo, girl, what moisturizers are you using? Yeah, um, water. When you drink water, your skin just kind of stays very dewy and moist. I have been using, uh, for a while I was using Kiehl's, Mm -hmm. you know, the Kiehl's stuff. It's like really thick and creamy, but then I kind of gone really organic and just started putting coconut oil on my face because I put coconut oil in my hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, that's like in your body. But I was like, why don't I ever put it on my face? Yeah. So now I've been putting it on my face. Now that's to say that's a very, you know, specific, a very specific type of skin can do that. Because I told my can friend that it, yeah. she, and she's Irish and burns easily. And she was like, I would break out if I put coconut oil on my face. But that, so I, I think people think that because it's it's oils in mm-hmm. the name. So you're like putting oil on my skin would Clog yeah. it, but coconut oil is actually really light and gentle. Yeah. Uh, 
like uh, there was this one chick I saw on Dateline once who used it solely as a sexual okay. lube. It always <laughs> comes back to Dateline. Jesus. She used it solely as a sexual lubricant. So if you can put uh, My coconut God. oil on your vag, you I'm actually, put it on your face. I put it all over and that's not excluding the vagina. So <laughs> I do like a stack. So I start with the spray. It's called Melissa Hydrosal. Yeah. And you spray it on your face. It's for stress and it's for luminosity in the skin. Holy shit, then I need that. I throw, yeah, I put it on my body. You can put it on your whole body for Melissa? stress. Melissa what? Hydrosal. And it's just like this huge herbal bottle that you can buy of like, it's from a flower or plant. Then I put on um, Aveda facial toner spray that yeah then i put on aveda um face cream no no i put on coconut oil then i put on the aveda face cream mm -hmm. the moisturizing moisturizer do you wait between layers or do you just no, like I go just, one two, i mean three. you know i do the thing where you when, during the spray you kind of like throw your head around like yeah, stevie yeah, wonder yeah. style yeah. just <laughs> get it some air you know and let it let it sink in you know yeah but um yeah i mean that's how i keep it moist you know you got to drink water though if you're not drinking water your skin looks like shit yeah no it is true like, you're so true shit. by the way i like cut back on drinking once like i can that's that's like first of all the gnarliest sentence but i cut back on drinking once i was drinking like you know almost every day like most people you talking about liquor or water uh <laughs> liquor okay. or, uh, alcohol <laughs> i don't drink liquor i drink beer and wine really because okay. like liquor i get that's a lie. Yeah. I drink liquor all the time. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's going to be like, what? I just switched to dirty martinis Ooh. pretty heavily. Mm. I do Tito's because it's gluten free because I'm very healthy. There we go. Uh, it's organic too, I think. Yes. So, um, no, I, uh, oh shit. What the fuck was I talking about? You were talking about drinking alcohol. Oh, people were like, what did you do to your face? And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? They're like, did you do something? I was like, no, I just like only drink beer on weekends now. And it made a huge fucking difference just to not drink that much, just to like cut back really seriously yeah. on drinking helped a lot. Well, alcohol, literally alcohol, rubbing alcohol and liquor dry out your skin. Like yeah. it scientifically dries out your skin. Poison. So Literal poison. that too. It leaves mm -hmm. you gray, looks looking gray, whatever else. Yeah. Uh, vitamin E oil, whenever I'm like just really, really mm. dry, I will put that all over my elbows and my knees because I have knees that are like bigger than my boobs. So I'm like always very <laughs> self-conscious of keeping my knees Boy, they are. lubed up. I just have like no boobs and I'm very lanky. So oh. it's like I feel like my knees, my kneecaps are bigger than my boobs. <laughs> Um, I, um, I am big on layering too. The one layer I do give a minute to sink in is SPF. I am religious about SPF and I use so much of it that I can't get too crazy expensive with Wait, it. Wait, you can just buy SPF? Wait, what yeah, is SPF? Yeah, SPF, uh, uh, sunscreen. So do you mean like sunscreen? You can buy just like a liquid oil. It's just like concentrated liquid SPF. No. Seriously. And even Neutrogena makes one now. That it's, is awesome. And it goes up to like an SPF 70. They what? also make powder SPFs, which are huge because, you know, especially if you live in a big city. I, if I lived in New York, I would only do my makeup like this. But it's if you're like dealing with Subway or whatever else, they make a powder SPF. You keep a little retractable powder brush in your bag and you swipe that SPF powder all day long. It mats your skin and it also keeps the SPF right on top. That's so dope. And then you're not rubbing on your skin with your money that's been handling Metro cards and change Ew. and like whatever else all day. So food, everything. I so, know you see my – I got like a heat rash from being in Miami. I and can't burning. Tell. Oh my God, my skin is flaking off. Probably because like, from Beyonce. 
From Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce burned my skin. Beyonce burned your skin off your body. She was straight fire. She just was too much. Oh, I got the formation. Guys, wear SPF at the formation tour because she. Too intense. (laughs) Yeah. When she says, I am the dragon breathing fire, she ain't lying. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Um, I'm so jealous you went. There's a Please Advise fan that told me that I'm going on the 14th in LA, but there's Mm -hmm. a Please Advise fan who told me that I can have his ticket to Chicago if I just fly myself out there. What? Do you think I should go fly myself to Chicago? I think I should go fly myself to Chicago. It's just one ticket and I would be going with him. I would be getting that sounds like a date I'd be getting in my life with a cute please advise he's a gay please advise fan oh. he's a little gay boy 20 and he's 22 it's his birthday cute and he bought some formation tickets and his BFF bailed on him oh no and he was like Malls will you fly to Chicago and go to formation with me and I really want to but I'm a, I, I'm just adopting a dog now I'm mm. getting Helen probably tomorrow I think moisturizing wise we're pretty good. Christina, do you do you want to chime in here? What do you put on your lovely skin? Um, I do coconut oil as well. Yeah, I, sometimes I do a coconut oil sugar scrub. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty basic coconut oil. Guys, and then I had like a green. Uh, I can't remember the name of the label. I just have it on my counter, and I just wait. So you put sugar in the coconut oil and yeah, and it has like a scrub. face. Scrub. Shut up. Yeah. that's tight. I'm yeah, that. it was something I found on Pinterest. If it's on Pinterest, I'll try it. I guess. Yeah, yeah it's all the a lot of the old school shit that's always been around. It's uh, the witch hazel is another one of them. That ancient clay mask that everyone's using. It's the same stuff that's been around forever. That's really just like the standard best products. So I lay in a um, chamber and let bees sting my <laughs> entire body. It's exactly <laughs> right. that's the formation tour. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so in the episode, no ifs, ands, buts, or vaginas about it with Allie Waller. She came on and played What's in My Bag, a la Us Weekly. We have Lizzo's bag right here, and we're going to find out, Lizzo, what's in your bag? All right, so a funny story. It's a mini backpack. It's huge, right? (laughs) This is like barely my bag. But um, in my bag right now, I have a huge, like, 24-ounce jug of water i was gonna ask you how you consume all your water and it's this way you know uh, a la the skin um (laughs) how many of those do you have a day would you say i would say one in the morning one throughout the day one at night which isn't that much actually i think i should be like eight of these (laughs) no i think it's eight eight ounces eight on eight eight ounce glasses a day so you're good you're Woo, killing it. I'm killing it right now. Um, I have a makeup bag, obviously. Various chargers. I don't know why. It's like I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> I have like chargers for Android, chargers for four, for six. Do you so, have multiple phones? No, I oh. just have <laughs> iPhone six. You are like an Uber driver. That's really cute. For what That's reason nice. do I have this? I don't know. I to have the headphones friend. that you guys told me to bring. Yes. But I'm just kidding. I keep them with me for after session so I can listen to, you know, stuff. Yeah. Wallet. Um sharpies because when i'm on tour i have to sign things yes um and what's people- the weirdest thing you've ever signed i mean i don't know if it's way uh, i've signed some weird stuff but it's not like weird because i've done yeah. it so much like body parts and yeah. ticket stubs and receipts like somebody's receipt for the drink they bought at the show <laughs> like little things like that i've signed boobs yeah is that the weirdest boobs. body part that you've signed as boobs? I signed a dick. You did? I was, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, thankfully my name was Lizzo, so no, I'm just kidding. I've never signed a wiener. Um, no, the weirdest body part was 
Um, it's, not, it's probably not very good to write on. It's, no, like, it was the like skin a lot of, would be yeah, like it was like moving all over. <laughs> I've I've signed chests. I've signed hands, fully arms, um, backs, t-shirts. I hate signing t-shirts because while they're wearing them, because it's just like wiggly piggly all over the place. Um, yeah. I think I was, I've signed You should have the person bend over in front of you and then pull the t-shirt on their back. You know what I mean? So that you get a <laughs> tight surface. Oh, my God. That's like some dominatrix. I mean, like, bend yeah. Over. Not only is it slightly sexy, but <laughs> I think that you'd actually get a full signature that That's way. That's true. Thing. And it's practical. Yeah, sexy it's very practical. practical. Utilitarian. Um... Yeah, what's that's in your so makeup bag? What like oh, just dude. give us a little sneak preview because you know the girls I, are gonna. I, be I carry pissed. tampons because um, I was gonna ask you what kind of tampons you use, dude. I use um those sporty ones, okay. actually Tampax okay. Sport. So I have the sporty ones for like Jesus Christ, you know, periods are periods. You, you just need it, but then know. I also I'm trying to be like healthy about like my vagina and so yeah. I have like the um the really natural ones that you kind of have to like they're like little pods oh I know what you're talking about and you just kind of like go in there you yeah know? without so the applicator yeah. I without read applicator. this horrifying shit about how what the stuff they basically put in the same way we were talking about a rich flower they do that with the cotton for for oh Jesus yeah or they you know cotton is one of the dirtiest crops it's also the one that they make tampons out of so um they bleach it they do all sorts of stuff to it and I was like, I'm going to order natural tampons. This yeah. is it. I'm done. I'm not going back to this crazy shit. And then I also saw something terrible where some woman got a tampon and opened it. And before before no. she, thank God, before she ejected it from the little disposal thing, she's like, why does it look dark in there? Fucking full grown mold <gasps> growing inside. And it's, a, I think it was like a Kotex, like a, a you know, a, oh. allegedly, like a brand we would all use, you know? So I was like, holy Shit, like I'm done. I'm going to natural tampons. I called up Whole Foods. I did it on Instacart. I ordered up all the natural tampon brands they had. None of them have applicators. And they're, it's like you said, it's like you gotta, it's the kind we talked about on Chloe Bridges' episode where you kind of gotta like mini finger yourself low key. And like, I just like, I, I was like, I don't know if I can do this on the fly no matter where I am. Like, how do I do this in a public restroom? Like, these are so they're so yeah. dry. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm just like I feel like dude. I don't know how they do diva cups. Like diva cups, they fill with blood. Oh, oh Jesus! Like Where you are a superhero. How does that process work? Like you take it out, right? And then you go outside of the stall to rinse it. That's what I want. And know. then and then you go back in to like put it back into yourself. Most of the people mm. I know, yes, I never thought about you that. You do that. You have to and take then, it like, out to rinse it. You dump it in the toilet. Take it out to rinse it. But I think most of the people I know who use them are like actresses. So they're only out of the house for like four or five hours at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is like, what, <laughs> what? if what they're only out for like auditions? You know what I mean? They're not at an office for 12 hours a day, like fucking changing their diva cup up to four times. Like, <laughs> yeah. What would you do if you walked into someone like washing out a diva cup? I've never seen that in my whole life. I, so when I first started talking about Ever. diva cups, so they, some okay. When I, I know, worked, I feel bad because I feel like we're going to get a letter that's like diva cups are I good for fuck. the like, environment. No. You know, they're I mean, I think they are good, they but are. that doesn't mean that they like make sense. These fools have reached out to me like three or four or five times, not realizing that I have publicly dragged their brand so many times because they sent me one and I was like, I'm upset that this is at my office. I'm upset <laughs> that this came to me. I didn't ask for it. 
all that they know is that I'm an employee of Warner Brothers and I'm a female. And so they just dropped these off to every single person mm. who wrote in a writer's room. And I was just upset to see it there because I had heard of them and I didn't like it. And so I like <laughs> went on a whole fucking rant about it. I made a video. I put it up on YouTube or whatever. And then a bunch of people started reaching out to me. And this one girl did say, she's like, kid you not, I was in East Hampton, Massachusetts. It's like literally one of the crunchiest places in the world. Like it's the first college to make your own major. People like major in pot growing there. <laughs> and like... uh she said in East Hampshire, Hampton, uh, Hampshire, Massachusetts, she saw a woman cleaning her diva cup out in a public bathroom. And it's been so it's been done is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. it, it has been done. Someone's seen it. I think it depends. I don't I don't think we'll ever be in a place in America where you can do that in a Kansas bathroom. I no. think you could probably I mean, pull that off in L.A. But, you know, in all of this discussion about, you know, menstrual cycles in the industry, like there's a moldy, like major brand tampons out there. Like we just get so shitted on. Yeah. Like our periods are just like the least prioritized thing in the entire industry of consumerism. And I think that diva cups are a really nice political stance against it and sure. i think it can be a beautiful thing if we weren't like oh my god there's blood coming out of your pussy what's happening uh, yeah, yeah you yeah. know like i it happens to me every month and still i'm like oh my god you're having a you know what i'm saying it's just like i, I just don't want the blood on my i just don't want the blood on me i don't Do you want, know what I mean? me I don't I don't want, want anyone's blood so like, from anywhere on uh, me true true yeah. so, uh, it's like so the only reason why i judge the diva cup is like because i agree we got to find something i said to christina we talk about this a lot on the show i know we talk about periods Her a lot on the but, show i'm really sorry but you know what we have a lot of female guests we all fucking deal with this if you're listening to this and you're a guy and you're grossed out by it guess what like your mom's vagina bleeds guess every what? month your mom your girlfriend your like- sister <laughs> and your child's pussy seriously bleeds. like you probably <laughs> low-key go- gone down on a girl when she was about to start her period and don't even know it anyway hey. Uh, <laughs> i'm just saying yeah no probably so um that said it's like $8 minimum price of admission to be a woman every month. Like that is if you get like a decent brand, you're not butler, you're not a, a 22-year-old girl and blowing through five tampons a day, 10 tampons a day. So that's another thing on this YouTube video. The woman said, you know, how many tampons do you use a day? 10, 15? And I was like, no. No, I don't use 10 to 15 tampons a day. Like, what the fuck's going on with you, man? Or, like, and, and have I reached the age? Like, are my eggs so far gone that, like, I'm, you know, I'm oh, not no. blowing through no, tampons? I know plenty of women who have to, like, double stuff their vaginas who are in their 30s. It's just, a, it's you know, everyone's ovaries and eggs shed differently. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Not the ovary. I mean, but you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah. Everyone's egg sheds Dumb. differently. So, Double like, some people stuff. got big old eggs up in there, man. <laughs> and I think that, like, if we embrace... That lining is thick. Real thick. I think if we embraced periods and vaginas more, I think that's the main... Like, we're always, like, fighting to be paid yeah. equally in the workplace, which I totally get. But, like, we're not even being discussed equally as human beings, you know? Like, penises and ejaculation is, like kind of glorified in commercial oh, yeah. condom commercials but like periods are kind of still embarrassing you know totally yeah totally even like the plan b pills or uh ads are really dark have you mm. noticed that <laughs> and all the women the women are like almost always alone like dealing with this like quiet internal thing <laughs> yeah. and it's like they all it's like everyone it's like they all got into these messes themselves and it yeah. just makes me feel bad it yeah. just makes me feel really bad for what women go through and how it's discussed and I just want tampons that kind of, I like the ones that smell good. Sue me. Yeah. I want them to smell good, but I don't 
I also don't want them to be poison yeah. and toxic and moldy. Like, I just want the best of all the world. What and do you think about the underwear with the pads built in now? What? They're selling. They sell underwear. I think it's called Thinks, T-H-I-N-X. <laughs> and it's just underwear. And they have thong styles. They have, like, controlled. They have any style underwear you'd want. And inside the crotch area is built in a pad that can hold... Up to two to three tampons worth of liquid. Shut up. That's so, tight. So you're just basically <laughs> walking around with like a low-key diaper on that's not sure. a diaper because it doesn't have like all the padding of a pad or whatever. Um, it's just really absorbent material. What I, do you think I, I about mean, those things? I think pads are uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. And I, I only wear them at night because I don't like the idea of some weird thing inside yeah. of me all night. Yeah. But um, I think... <laughs> pause um <laughs> but i think that you know like if you like for people like oh i won't name people who are very close to me mm-hmm. that i know that have to wear diapers sometimes because they bleed so much Shit. i think i think it's convenient i you wouldn't i know some bleeders man damn like, i think that i'm very fortunate to have like a very light cycle most of the time yeah i know people who Lead. like have to wear diapers have to use two tampons at once i'm thrilled that that's an option honestly i never even considered wearing a diaper this is it, really yeah, depends, baby <laughs> depend on depends wow. that is like kind of like i don't know should i start I, wearing diapers but because no, periods are <laughs> such a secretive thing we don't right. know we should know Why, more yeah. about it you know and we'd probably like them more i heard there's an island where do you guys know about this island where it's like a tribe of women and they celebrate their periods and they're naked on their periods. I've heard of this. They get in the ocean and they their periods have all synced because they have just been doing that. Like women's periods are supposed to sink. The more you know them, the more you sweat. So they all synced and they don't get cramps. Like they're happy. Like their periods are still like bloody. Christina's face. I can't tell if she's uh, Repulster is going to leave me and move and there. Go to her <laughs> and find a new producer yeah, for my their, podcast. Their periods are pleasant. <laughs> it amazing. There. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. paradise for your period. Yeah, but I think it's your mentality. If I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I hate the fact that you know this baby, almost baby, is coming out of me right now. Right. It's like, but if you're like, no, all of my girls, we love this, and everything's wavy, it's going to be way less traumatic. And I, I think conversation is important. That's very. Cool. I need to know where this island is. We should me too, girl, because I forgot the name of it. So we'll, yeah, we'll look this. <laughs> up and tell you guys we'll put what a picture I, up on our instagram yeah. <laughs> should i should i just google like period island sure absolutely. minstrel yeah menstrual island yeah. you might get some other things you don't want to see um but no i love it when we get a chance to talk about girly stuff on this because by the way like we <clears> do this stuff like this is stuff that affects our everyday life every day whether when you wake up you look in the mirror and you apply moisturizer or once a month you have to use those girly products and you don't know where to go buy them or what you want or what to do um i think it's good when we get to talk about this stuff so thanks for calling with a beauty question thanks uh, girl want to do another call it was for we were going through her bag it was in the what's in your bag. So she oh, would, she just stopped shit. at tampons for her, oh, shit. her makeup bag. I was like, thanks, girl. I was with you. <laughs> sorry, I'm the worst. No, okay, it's okay. Sorry, what else was in yours? Do you want to so, say anything else? Oh, I don't think there's anything better than that. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. That was what was in Lizzo's bag. And uh, I'm excited that we got to do that. Do we have any more calls? Yes. All right, one more. Let's do it. Hey, Mall. Hey, Christina. As two strong, independent females who are friends, I have a question about girl code. Um, sorry, does this say it's Jordan? I don't think it matters. I'm a trash bag, so you can just refer to me as trash. Um, I, it, it's not about me, like, twisting onto my friend's ex-boyfriend's dick. 
but I feel just as dirty because my friend was involved, I won't say romantically, it was more sexually, um, with the drug dealer who had a very good weed. I'm going to keep 100. Like, it was pretty bomb. Um, it is. It hasn't changed. Uh, the quality definitely hasn't changed. Um, however, the relationship that it has, I mean, it's truly a shocker that it didn't pan out. But um, is it is it – I know I feel shady about it, so I feel uh, like I already answered my own question, but I also just don't want to go back to, like, the $10 perv on campus who is very cheap but for a reason. And it's like, at what price does my dignity – um, in like general sense of safety, uh, <laughs> what is that worth? But anyway, I was just wondering about that. And also, uh, would love to hear your thoughts on the Real Housewives. Like that should be a segment, a standard segment, because I think that's like the most fun part of the pod. I love hearing you chat about the Real Housewives, and I love hearing the guests, their take on it. Um, I just listened to the pod with Sam, and I was very, felt so connected to him about Kim because I feel like the same way, um, not necessarily the same journey, but just very um, protective over Kim, and people are so cruel. But anyway, uh, that's all I have for you today. hope you have a great day. Love you. Bye. Okay, so Lizzo was just doing the recap right before we got on mic. Let's. It was like, all right. She wants to know if it's cool to continue going to the same weed men that her best friend used to fuck, but doesn't fuck anymore. Yes. First of all, I love that you said weed man. Secondly, yeah, like what are? Of course, she called herself a trash bag at the top of the call. I mean, look, I we talked last week about how I'm upset that our callers do this to themselves, but at the same time, I also admitted. I don't know if you did this when you were younger. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm such a whore. I'm the worst. I'm like literally the worst fucking person. I'm such a piece of human garbage." And like realistically, I was just like. 24 and didn't realize yeah, that but maybe like, she's a trash bag for other reasons maybe she was like by the way i am I'm a trash, trash bag, bag so this is one aspect of my trash bag ability maybe you know? she's an actual trash bag maybe she's a literal glad yeah, maybe she's trash a, bag. yeah hefty bag is calling us she grew fingers picked <laughs> up the phone and called please advise i love that yeah um but yeah so she wants cute. to know if she can still go to the same drug dealer she doesn't want to go absolutely Sorry. i completely agree absolutely girl get that good weed if he, if he, <laughs> it's a business transaction. Unless you are thinking about sleeping with him, yes. keep getting that weed. Why? Well, like, I, I'm not unclear. Like, usually weed dealers are not dangerous. They are not the dangerous types. It's a pretty low stakes business. Uh, it sounds like he's just like your local college weed dealer. I'm not going to lie. Like, I completely only went to the guys in college that sold it cheap and sold it good. So, like, if I knew that you were getting some some beasters from British Columbia, Columbia coming down. Like I was going to you if it was 40 bucks, 50 bucks, doesn't matter if my best friend was selling it at a better rate. If his weed was shittier, I was going to whoever you got to follow. It's business. I respect his business. If you think he's a violent person, that's different. But you didn't yeah. mention that. Why are you talking about your safety? He's exactly. a weed guy. And I also, is there another part of the story we're missing here? Like, did you talk to your friend about it and she was pissed? Or have you not told your friend that you're still getting weed and you think she would or he would be pissed or she would be pissed? You obviously said it was a woman. Yeah. You know, like, if 
and let's assume that you said yeah right let's assume that your friend was like oh girl please i used to fuck him so you can't like have yeah, fun on 420 him. because yeah i you know made a poor decision <laughs> that's her problem yeah and if you guys beef over that you're gonna beef over that's what best friends are for you argue it down but in your defense you just want weed now yes. if you're attracted to him that's a whole other story it's girl. just business that's exactly right. And it like, sounds like she's kind of attracted to him and her friend might be a little jealous. That's why I'm kind of wondering like what the deal is because, I mean, look, just remember weed guys are people too. My guy who sold me weed in college, like uh, when I found someone who sold better weed, I just stopped going to him. And then I found out through a friend like, yo, Rob is really hurt that like he doesn't even want you to buy weed from him. He just doesn't know why you don't come by and say hi anymore. Yeah. And I was like, wait, he thought we were friends? And, like, the thing is, I did love him. We were, like, you know, he's a great guy. <laughs> he said like, I did love him. I loved, go- <laughs> I loved going to go pick up my weed from him. He was a nice guy. We'd talk for 20 minutes so the RAs wouldn't think I was there for the drug deal I was obviously there for. Like, it just, I, he was a nice guy. And I didn't realize that when I stopped going to him, I actually emotionally affected this man. And so uh, just remember that he's a person, too, and that, like, you know, dealing weed doesn't make you a non-human. It also just makes you a business person. Your friend doesn't is like, why wouldn't you want your friend to get high? Yeah, unless it's about him not making money. Why wouldn't you want your girlfriend? You don't to get need high? that kind of negativity in your life. All your you friends around you <laughs> should be all pro getting stoned. Yeah, regardless of it was if it was bad dick or not. Okay, well. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for episode 90 of Please Advise. You guys, thank you so much. Everyone, uh, you have to go get Lizzo's new album. Uh, and also watch Barbershop 2. Watch Barbershop 3. 3. <laughs> My song Good As Hell is in it. I just dropped an album called Big Girl Small World in December. You can get it on iTunes. You can download it on Spotify, your mama's house, Apple Music, all of that stuff. YouTube, Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O. And can I tell you, you look so fucking glam on your cover. Like how, what was that concept? She's wearing like an, is it an orange fur mm-hmm. and with a purple back? It's like just very chic and regal looking. Thank you. That was, um, girls, I was talking about who our periods sync up with. Quinn Wilson, Asha Fia, the girl team. We all cooked that up together. Very old school. Because I've been trying to pit, uh, like, uh, get people like into you, like, like uh, you have to listen to Lizzo, you have to listen to Lizzo. Mm-hmm. And instead of even sending a link to your music, I just send that picture of the album cover. I'm like, uh-huh. you know, you want to know what this girl's about, right? It's like I'm naked underneath like a rug. You look like very chic. You look very mm-hmm. chic and also like the boss. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I would listen to her. Uh, Thank you very much. Lizzo, where can people find you online? Twitter, at L-I-Z-Z-O, Lizzo. Um, Facebook Lizzo. Instagram is Lizzo Be Eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is spelled correctly L I Z Z O B E E A T I N G. Are Snapchat. you do you be eating? I, I'm literally eating right now. What's your favorite <laughs> snack? This. <laughs> yeah, right, you love our spread here? Love the spread. I love chips and hummus. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted. Yeah. I'm addicted to chips and hummus. Yeah. Hot Cheetos. Mm. Oh, God, the best. You can't go wrong with like chips, hummus, or like mm. a carrot situation. Like, so yummy. Mm-hmm. This strawberry chocolate thing, though, blowing my mind. So good. Um, I'm on Snapchat. I'm Lizzo B. Snapping, and okay. that can be even more fun for some people. I'm going to follow young. you right now. I love, I fucking love the medium. Snapchat's the shit. Laura Miller actually got me on Snapchat, mm-hmm. too. I was on it. Then an ex was like, Why are you on there? Are you looking for dicks? And I was like, At the time, I had no defense. That's what Snapchat like, yeah, basically was. Truly, I am. No, I wasn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> Truly, I am. I wish at the time I had the boss say that to his face. I would fucking love to get some dicks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I am Mal's official on Snapchat. I love the meme. Don't send as well. her dicks now, though. It's so fun. You can send it to me. You yeah. can send me all of the dick pics at Lizzo be snapping. S N A P P I M. And my Garfieldian sister. I fucking love that you are Garfieldian as well. That's my mm-hmm. favorite thing. We still fuck with Odie's though. Yeah. I fuck with Odie's. <laughs> I'm just not one. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, you are Hey K Lopez on Snapchat. You're oh, yeah. at Christina Lopez on Twitter. You guys, okay. Christina works for Dinner Party Download. You should subscribe to that podcast as well. Yeah, it's really fun. That's and I how love you the people Lizzo, I work with. Lizzo, you did something for Dinner Party Download too. You should mm-hmm. also go watch uh, Lizzo's performance on Letterman from a few years ago. I watched it when I was doing research on you. I was like, damn, like, I didn't even know. You have so many different, like, flavors. As Christina was saying, you just <laughs> had such, like, a different, mm-hmm. it's, you're such a cool artist. I'm and so excited recently, to have you here. I did Ain't I on Colbert, so check that one out, too. Yeah. Nice. I'm very excited. Yeah, it was funny when you. she did, when she did it, because Lizzo did the live show for the show that I work for, and I was just, like, kind of shy and, like, afraid to talk. <laughs> and she's the nicest <laughs> and she's girl, in my house. She? she? is. The nicest girl. <laughs> Having some snacks, killing it. All right. Oh, I will say one more thing. Lizzo's song that she did with Caroline Smith was on the Broad City premiere. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl. At the end when they're like dancing or in the beginning when they're dancing in their bathrooms. Everyone's going to hate me when I say this, but I've been Lizzo. saving Broad City. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, then spoiler alert. I know. Spoiler alert. I can't wait. Now it's even more reason to watch it. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. can follow me on Snapchat, Malls Official. I'm at Malls all over social media. 323-450-7408 is the phone number you call. If you want to have your calls on, please advise. They are essential to the show. And remember that all summer long, when we get amazing calls, we're going to send our, our amazing callers a copy of Sam Lansky's book, The Gilded Razor. I'm going to be picking out ones of you all summer long. Girl, in the last episode, Sam's episode, Chicken Tenders, uh, the girl calls, loves good blowjobs for chicken tenders. You're going to get a copy of the book. We're going to reach out to you and send you that. And um, just thank you so much for listening. You guys, you make my world go round. See you next time. Bye.